coming at you. Hey now, it's the weekend. It's payday. It's time to grab a beer. It's Brewing Company. Roll the open. I think when you put a tuxedo on a turd, some people forget that it stinks. Because, oh, look how nice it is. Yeah, but it smells like ass. All right, number one is a single with cheese. Number two is a... Oh, wait a second. How did you get here? Because as professional as I am, I'm also a child. I still think farts are hilarious. Welcome in, everybody, and welcome back to the 43rd episode of Brewing Company. I am your host, Matt Brubaker, and joining me today as my co-host, I believe this is probably what, uh, well, we, we shouldn't reveal your identity just yet. It is his third episode uh, being a co-host here, and we're going to welcome in today my good buddy, Justin Heilman. Uh, for those of you that continue to listen, one of those I appreciate, and two, you will also remember that he was just on maybe a month ago, but we had a pretty solid weekend together with a very, I think the episode sums it up perfectly in its title, Lightning in a Bottle. That's what my boss said when we discussed it earlier this week, but we want to welcome in Justin Heilman. Justin, how are you doing? Are you still riding high from our weekend and the experience that we got to enjoy together? Yeah, it was a fantastic weekend. Um, it's good to be back on and as we're, you know, we'll get into it, but as we were grabbing beers, it just seemed like, you know, this, this weekend was such a good one that it was like, <laughs> we got to hop on and talk about it. Cause I mean, what can you say? Yeah. It's at some point we just have to, I have to discuss it and who better to discuss it with than the person that we at least got to enjoy it with. So we'll get into that very quickly. And I got to be honest, man, I feel really bad for a couple of reasons. One, I'm in physical pain. I'm dying. Slow death, a very slow painful and just torturous death. So I feel physically awful. I was supposed to golf last Thursday and Friday. I was supposed to golf. My neck has been killing me. It's like a pinched nerve of some kind. I can't look to my left. And today that we're recording, it is a Monday. Now I can't look to the right. So if I'm crossing the street for the next couple of days, I'm dead because I can't look to my left and I can't look to the right. So I'm going to die. So thank God my mailbox is on the same side as my house because I would be dead. But the other thing that I feel really bad about, Justin, is the last time you were on, we made it a point to have some really good, happy blank days. Today is not one of those days. And I I can't make it up. Now, we could make up our own holidays because the ones that are today are awful. So I just want to apologize you know, we had some good ones last time I was on and we talked about, you know, being a good listener of all the happy blank days and whatnot. So it was bound <laughs> to to take a turn here. So we'll get into it and see what the terrible ones are, I guess. Well, you know, like what I told you on Saturday, and let's just do this, because when Joe was on the last episode, I listened to the episode. It's mine. I don't know if that makes me conceited or not, but it took Joe and I forever to reveal what Team Salt Bay was and to explain quad, quad, triple quad. So I'll just say this really quick. Justin and I were not a, not only able to meet Sonny Styles, Ohio State defensive back slash safety from Pickerington. Shout out to Pickerington. I know he went to the better one, and that's okay for us to say is Central Kids, they usually go to Ohio State. What Justin and I said on Saturday was if he went to North, he probably would have gone to like, I don't know. Marshall. <laughs> so we got to meet Sonny Styles. 
we got to meet Kyle McCord, which I assume is Ohio State's next starting quarterback. We got to meet Emeka Igbuka, I think, maybe a first-round pick next year. Some say maybe even top 10. That might be a stretch, but Emeka, great kid. <laughs> and we also got to meet Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, not only did we get to meet these guys, we got to get photos with these guys. We got to speak to these guys. They're the nicest kids, all four of them, honest to God. Great kids. And Sonny Styles has no neck. I know mine hurts. He's got no neck. The guy is huge. I've never felt so small in my entire life. I stood up next to Sonny Styles and I saw the photo, Justin, that you took of me. I've never mm-hmm. felt so much like I, I, I didn't feel like a man. I felt like a, a young boy. And thank God I have a deep voice because I felt emasculated. I honestly felt emasculated. But not only did we get to meet them and talk with them and they're great kids. We got their autographs for free. <laughs> for, for free. Free 99. <laughs> free 99, yes. And so I, I just thought someone else would like to enjoy this. I texted all kinds of my friends. Justin was the only one that said, yeah, let's do it. And Justin and I are the only ones smiling on a Monday because everyone else is like, oh, Marvin Harrison for free. Both are true. So I just wanted to say that first that we just get it out of the way that that's what we got to enjoy and experience together. And it was a great, it made for a really good Saturday. So that's the good. So let's just get the bad out of the way. These happy blank days, Justin suck. And I apologize. So I'm just going to name them. Beautiful. So happy blank days for this Friday, July the 28th. And these are the only ones that stood out. The other ones that didn't make the list, that's how bad they sucked. Number one, <laughs> National Soccer Day. And I think that's the best of the ones I chose. And that's only because of the World Cup. I'm not a <laughs> soccer guy. I think it would be really difficult. As a former radio guy, I always remember how postgame shows go on the radio. Postgame shows don't really reveal anything. All they reveal are your sponsors. So they come in and it's like, welcome to the Ohio State University Radio Network's postgame show. Ohio State beats Penn State 44 to 31. We'll be back after this timeout. And you're like, what the hell? That's all we got. And they play five minutes of commercials and they come back and like, welcome back to the Ohio State Football Radio Network's postgame show of Ohio State winning 44 to 31. CJ Stroud threw for 300 passing yards. We'll be back in a moment. I'm like, son of a bitch. So postgame shows are bad. So I feel even worse for soccer postgame shows because sometimes you don't even have an outcome. I've told you, I'm not a soccer guy. Can you imagine the postgame show of a soccer game? Welcome back to the Columbus Cruise postgame show. No one scored. Have a great evening. And they just play commercials for the next 29 minutes. So July the 28th is National Soccer Day. Now, I don't know. Are you a soccer guy, Justin? I dabble in it here and there. I, you know, I watch it every now and again. I watch some... Premierly a little bit here and there, and then okay. the World Cup is, you know, always tuned into the World Cup just because of that. But you know, to call myself a hardcore soccer fan would be a lie. <laughs> hey, that that's fair, and I like the World Cup more for the patriotism. Like I'm rooting for the USA, but if they lose, it's it's not like if Ohio State loses, and now I'm like wondering if I should get out of bed Sunday morning. 
I'm just not a soccer guy. But apparently today is National Soccer Day. And that's the best of these. The next one, and I hope no one can relate to this one because that would suck. July the 28th is World Hepatitis Day. Uh, and this, I might make myself sound extremely ignorant. Is hepatitis one of those things that you get a shot for when you're really young? And that's what they're trying to prevent if you get like stabbed by like a rusty nail? Or is hepatitis a, an STD? I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, I have no idea. And tetanus is the one with the rusty nail. Oh, okay. So that's te- so is hepatitis like really bad? Like it's I don't know what it actually gets you okay. hepatitis, to be honest. It is one of those vaccines, but it's like a two or three dose thing. So I just wonder if hepatitis is like hepatitis. Well, maybe <laughs> the first that comes up, hepatitis, most common types, is an inflammation of the liver. Ugh. Hepatitis B, a serious liver infection caused by the hepatitis B virus. No kidding. Thanks. Uh, And it says that's easily preventable via vaccine. Hepatitis C is an infection caused by a virus that attacks the liver and leads to inflammation. So by those definitions, am I led to believe that that's not an STD? What am I thinking of? Is this a neck thing? Is my neck pain making me dumb? What, What am I doing wrong here? Are you thinking of herpes? No, I think I would have known herpes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I don't think you could mistake herpes. I don't know. So is, I, I know it's an inflammation of the liver, and I'm not making a joke about that, but, but I, I just kind of that... thought it was an STD. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's an STD that inflames your liver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So apparently today, July the 28th is World Hepatitis Day. The last one for today is National Talk in an Elevator Day. Now, again, I am so amazed at how some of these things become holidays. This is a holiday, folks. This is kind of in the same conversation as like Christmas. But on <laughs> some people celebrate like Christmas in July. But July the 28th is National Talk in an Elevator Day. So, Justin, what I will ask you so I can get a sip of water and hopefully just wash down the ibuprofen a little quicker, I'll let you talk for a couple seconds. Is there a more uncomfortable situation for you in your life than when you get into an elevator, you have to determine or just do that little brain gymnastics? Do I or do I not want to talk to the person that's about to come in? Do you have that same like apprehension or is that just me? Oh, no, that's definitely both of us. When when I hear national talk in an elevator day, the only thing I can think of is they must be encouraging it because nobody ever does <laughs> or something because it is the most awkward situation. Yeah. But yet, but you know, that's where, uh, so when I worked downtown, uh-huh. when our office was downtown, we went up on the 33rd floor is where oh. I had to go up to. So that's a long elevator ride with, with people that you don't want to talk to, especially first thing in the morning. So yeah. Headphones are key. Headphones are key. And you just put them in and just look ahead and just don't make eye contact. And then just <laughs> nobody will approach you. <laughs> you don't even have to have anything in the earphones. You just no. have to keep them in, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I'm amazed by that. Like I I think I am a people person, but the more that I meet people, I'm slowly becoming not a people person. But I don't know what it is about that little jail cell of a moving box that makes myself and apparently you and a lot of people hate that. I think it's weird. I think it's awkward. And I think it's forced. 
I, I think is what it is because you know, for the most part, you're going to the same spot. Maybe you get off at a different floor, but that's your means of transportation to get where you need to go. And you just kind of stand there. And, you know, it's not the same on like the subway when you go to New York or to Chicago. For the most part, everyone keeps to themselves in the subway, but it doesn't. F- it, first of all, it's not as close of quarters. But I hate that when I'm in an elevator and I'll be honest with you, I'm going to be very honest. When I see that I'm the only one in an elevator and I have that chance to ride this thing alone, <laughs> I do my very best to hit the button for the, the floor I'm going to. And I hit those arrows pointing inward <laughs> as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> and I'm a gentleman for the most part. And if, if the door needs to be held for someone, guy or girl, young or old, I'm going to do it. But when it comes to me in an elevator, I pray to God so hard that that thing closes immediately. And when the thing doesn't work or it doesn't respond fast enough, I get nervous. I hate it. So today, maybe that's the best of the three is national talk in an elevator day. And you might be right. They're maybe trying to promote it, being polite, being social. But I think here's the thing. I think the reason people don't like it is those people that take it way too far. They're like, where are you going? Same freaking place you are, dude. We're in this box going up. Shut up. Like, well, I hope you have a great day. I'm like, yeah, you too, sir. And then they get off and like, oh, crap. I got off on the wrong floor. Damn it. The guy's back. I hate that. Justin gave great advice. I say throw in the headphones. I think that's excellent advice, Justin. That's why you're a great friend, not only to me, but to the masses. You're looking out for America. I'm looking out for everybody. Just pop the headphones in and ignore everyone. That's the way to go. (laughs) (laughs) that could be something that you could run for president on like that could be your (laughs) mantra like heilman 2024 put your headphones in and ignore everyone and to be honest you could get some votes (laughs) not a bad platform to be honest with you there's probably a lot of people that are going to relate to that it's so simple and i think that could be a way to really reunite this country because whatever side of the aisle you're on i think Both hardcore Republicans and left-wingers could both agree that they would just like to stay the hell away from people. I think Justin might, if you need a running mate, I would be bad in politics, but I'll be happy to be like your marketing guy. So that's that's a good platform. That really is. (laughs) Pop in your headphones, America. Heilman 2024. Because I felt so bad about how these days, they're just not the most entertaining. Uh, I I brought up a couple for July the 27th. July the 27th, (laughs) I don't think you're any better, but they're funnier. First one is take your house plant for a walk day. (laughs) Sweet hell. I don't know where they come up with this. And the other one might be better. Walk on stilts day. So this would be my recommendation. First of all, don't participate in National Talk at an elevator day. I would recommend for all you that are listening at 9.05 a.m. on a Friday. I know this has already passed, but you should celebrate it like the weekend is coming. You're getting paid. I think you should take a houseplant outside, walk around your neighborhood on stilts (laughs) and see how many people come and talk to you when you do that. 
That's going to be an attraction. You're going to look like a freaking circus show walking through Pickerington somewhere. (laughs) But can you imagine some idiot walking around in their very nice, probably housing community, and they're holding a houseplant? What a bunch of dullards. Take your houseplant for a walk day. Not your spouse, not your kid, not your pet. Your houseplant. I can't believe it. So there you go, folks. I, I I can't make this up. If you don't believe me, type in July se- or July twenty seventh national holidays. You'll see a you'll see a dumbass holding a plant, and and they were celebrating. What would you Who rather f- do? Take your house plant for a walk, Justin, or talk to someone at an elevator? That's a rough one. I I guess I'll have to talk to someone. Taking your house plant for a walk is like you need to be sent to jail or something. That's <laughs> who even thought that day up? Like I right? Yeah, we take our house plant for a walk. I've that's not normal. These people, I, I I applaud the people that are, I guess, for lack of a better term, tree huggers. I applaud them. You know, they have something they're passionate about. God love them. If you look at my basement, I'm passionate too. So I get it. But do they realize that the walk is not going to benefit the plant? Like for you and I, Justin, that's exercise. Get some fitness, get outside, get some vitamin D from the sunshine. That 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 would benefit us. The walk doesn't help the house plant whatsoever your plant doesn't need the 1.5 mile walk just set it outside <laughs> right. if yeah it needs if, the sun set it outside if what you want to go rogue with your house plants just set it outside it's like an indoor cat that somehow gets outside you're like oh god <laughs> you know whiskers isn't coming back just put your house plant out you've got good ideas tonight my friend you've already got a platform to run for the presidency you got a nice little idea for the house plants uh, so those are the happy blank days. And to be honest, Justin, they're not that happy. They're quite stupid. Yeah, they're quite dumb. And, you know, hepatitis, that's not happy at all. So <laughs> uh, one quick thing, actually, before we talk about the the Saturday that we had, um, when it comes to spelling, I heard a great story this week. <laughs> this is this is why I don't like people. This explains it. I heard a story this week where there was a, a person. We can say lady. It, it, it doesn't matter. It was a lady who was just a little bit of a difficult individual. And she sent an email with a request for like some personalization with her name in the personalization. So her name, I won't say that. I don't know if people know this person or not. I'm not going to say the name, but her name is a common name, but she spells it differently than you would expect. But this lady in the email with her, I guess, request of how she wanted this personalization done, she misspelled her own name in the email. She misspelled her own name. And then the people that were basically processing and, I guess, delivering on this request, they spelled it the way that she put in the email. And and they did what they were told. So they were correct. And then the person who owns this name, it's a first name, who misspelled their first name, got pissed at the people who misspelled the name. You misspelled my name. So did you. And she got all mad. And and the, the people that delivered on the promise and did a good job, by the way, they were the ones at fault. It's unbelievable. And remember how we talked about like old names, you and I, the last time we were on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe Matt and Justin aren't the most common and popular names for kids right now. That's fair. You know, maybe we are old names. But at least 
we know how to spell our own names and we wouldn't give someone else flack when they screwed up something that really you screwed up in the first place. She got upset at them and she screwed up. You misspelled my name. I, I heard that story and I'm thinking that has to go into the podcast somehow, some way. First of all, th that the point of the story is spell the name the way it should be spelled. Don't throw in an extra E or an O or a second E. Just spell it right. So then you yourself <laughs> don't spell it wrong. Can you believe that? Like she got mad at these people that just did what they were told, but she misspelled her own name. And then she got pissed that they misspelled the name. What do you want from us, lady? What the hell's wrong with you? Now, if you get stuck with her in an elevator, God, God help you. What a dunce. Like what how a dunce. And when you have that moment that you signed the email off the wrong way, and then they're like, oh, yeah, well, we just put what you sent over to us. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm an idiot. And I give props to the people that did this. Uh, they executed what they were told to do correctly. They, they did what they were told. And they even went back and fixed it after mm. they got yelled at. Like, the, these people are saints. I'd have been like, screw you, lady. If you want it fixed... We'll do it again, but we're going to charge you the same way that we charged you before. <laughs> I just, oh God, just imagine if she goes on like Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune <laughs> and, you know, like on Jeopardy, they write out their names on that little um, like TV screen, for lack of a better term. <laughs> what if she misspelled it on national television? Then she gets pissed at like Alex Trebek or <laughs> Ken Jennings or the chick from Big Bang Theory. I can't believe you misspelled my name. And none of those people, they're too smart to like have an attitude, but someone on there needs to put this person in their place because that that's wild, man. That That's unbelievable. So the moral of this story today, kids, is spell your name correctly. One, two, check your work. Uh, I just had another thought. Well, oh, go ahead. I think you had something to say first. No, no, go go for it. I was just going to say that July the 27th, I believe, is not just take your houseplant for a walk day and walk on stilts day. I think if I'm not mistaken, that's the day that the minor league baseball team out in like Montana or Missouri or somewhere where no one visits. I think that's where they're changing their team name to the motor boaters and they're having that big promotion. The, the motor city or the Motor City Motor Boaters or some crap like that. They're changing it and they're going to give out little shirts and it says future motor boat and they're going to be for kids. <laughs> and if you're wondering, no, I didn't get tickets. I, I couldn't get out there. My <laughs> neck still hurts. But I think that's also July 27th, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Greatest minor league baseball promotion <laughs> of all time. Yeah, I'm not sure on the date, but it sounds well, I remember reading it. So. Yeah, that's the best promotion I think there's ever been. Dime a dog if, night. Who needs dime a dog yeah. night when you can get free motorboater, future motorboater shirt? <laughs> I mean, anybody could get a hot dog. Gee, <laughs> like if you're walking around your neighborhood holding a hot dog, people won't even take a second look. But if you're walking around with your like four year old child who just maybe learned how to not wet the bed and he's got future motorboater on his t shirt, that is, first of all, it's excellent parenting. And second of all, you're going to get some head turns. Not for me, my neck hurts, but for most people. <laughs> so.
So we are talking, Justin and myself, about lightning in a bottle today. That's the title of the episode. And Justin, that's what my boss says. I was telling him the story about this weekend with Marvin and Emeka and Kyle and Sonny. Because, you know, we're on first name basis with these guys now. <laughs> and he goes, dude, you got lucky. He goes, that's lightning in a bottle. I'm like, yeah. And that's also now the new episode of the show's title because that's a, that's the perfect way to describe it. So I thought it was cool just one that we could do something like that together and it's free. So that was huge, but I thought it was neat because I had really no idea how that was going to go because I've gone to a lot of these autograph things and it's never been like that before. And you asked me questions of like, Hey, what do you expect here? Or does this really go this way? And I really didn't know. So I assume this is probably the first autograph signing of any sort like that, that maybe you've been to, maybe I'm wrong, but at least from an Ohio State standpoint and just your Saturday, I know it was better because the alternative was you were cleaning the apartment. But just tell me, like, when you left this, and I guess we could say it, it's Mark Wahlberg Chevrolet, when we left the dealership and then after we left lunch and you're just driving home by yourself, like, how how much of a high were you on? Because I was floating home, personally. What what about you? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't, get, I couldn't wait to get home tell hannah about everything that went down the whole experience and all that i mean it was just it was surreal and so i i've been to a ohio state signing part of the uh 2002 national championship team was at the there was like a little sporting goods store in pickerington like right after they won the championship and i went there so i was you know whatever freshman or junior high probably yeah um and i was in eighth grade so yeah you were nice yeah yeah so you know that was cool from that perspective but have not been to many from a you know as a grown man perspective and it was just it was a neat experience to see those guys for it to be such a different thing than what you know you had explained to me and what you're normally used to when you go get autographs but um yeah i mean going home it was just like how did this happen? Like this was just unreal. The whole for everything, like everything just lined up perfectly to be like, wow. (laughs) So, I mean, I can ask you this. I'll ask you this question in a second, but just to maybe try to set, set the scene to at least maybe illustrate why it was such a big deal for other people that maybe don't know. And that's fine. But at least for Marvin Harrison jr. And, and just him alone. Um, where I work, and in the, at least the line of work that I do, we always try to get guys contracted to sign stuff for us so then that we can have our own stuff to sell on our website or take to games. For Marvin Harrison Jr., he doesn't do it at all. He has his own website with him and his dad, Marvin Harrison, and they have their own items, whether it's footballs, jerseys, photos, you name it, they have it, but it's just their stuff and they do it and then they sell it. it it's not from anybody else it's just in the family so we've tried to get marvin harrison a handful of times and i bet other people and other companies and anyone else that wants any type of relationship with a guy that easily could be first team all-american the Bolitnikov winner a heisman trophy winner and maybe a top five pick all in the next year and and they won't do it. 
And I give credit, I guess, to Marvin and his dad, because I guess it's more of his dad's decision. He wants Marvin to focus on football and he wants him to focus on school. And God forbid, that's what young kids should be focusing on. So I give him credit there. But for someone like me who wants stuff for his own house or for people that are trying to sell that stuff at games and everyone else would want Marvin too, it kind of stinks. So why it was such a big deal. One, you got to meet him. Nice kids, well-spoken, polite, good with all the fans. We got photos with all of them. We went around the table and got photos with all those guys. But what was cool, the biggest thing really was that Marvin Harrison Jr. is there making an appearance in public, Mm -hmm. signing for free. It's huge. And the fact that you got, what, three things? No, two things signed by Marvin. The photo that I got for you and then the one they were giving us. Yep. That would have cost you, if you went on the website, two photos, Marvin Harrison Jr., 200 bucks mm-hmm. for an 8 by 10 photo. Now, again, it was free, but we went on the website at Columbus Brewing Company. By the way, one of the best burgers I've ever had. So shout out to Columbus Brewing Company. Excellent. Excellent. Um, but we looked at Marvin Harrison Jr.'s website. I got my Rose Bowl team full-size helmet completed thanks to Emeka and Marvin. Marvin's autograph alone on a full-size helmet would have cost me $350. The 8x10 photo that I got, same as you, was 100 bucks. So we're sitting at 450 And then a mini helmet that I got, it's like a, now an offensive team helmet for this coming season, would have cost me 190 bucks. I left there saving, just on Marvin Harrison alone, $640. And I walked out of there. I'm like, I know my neck hurts and I can't cross the street because I can't look left or right. But if I get hit by a train, I think I'm okay because I couldn't believe it. I, I You probably saw me and heard me eight times say, this is unbelievable. Like I did. I thought I was dreaming. Let me ask you this. I know you use the word surreal and that means it's a big deal. What would be, let's say when football season starts and you see Marvin or Abuka or any of those guys that we just met on Saturday. What would be the one thing that you remember the start of the season or six months down the road about that experience? Was it just the simple fact that you got to meet them? The fact that you got something signed, the fact that it was free, like what's the thing that a month from now or six months from now, you're still going to be like, damn, that was a good day. Probably just the most thing was uh, getting to take a picture with them and the way that they responded to all of that and being at a su- I've only been to two signings before huh? um and that was a while ago but you know I mean yes these guys are there because whatever they're obligated to be or this is his you know one ex- one appearance of the year for, per yeah. his contract with Wahlberg Chevrolet or whatever they could have just been like yeah whatever I'm signing this not happy to be here. I mean, they were all just in great moods. Yep. Every time we saw anybody ask that, hey, can I come around and get a picture with you? They were more than happy to be like, yeah, get on over here and you know, yeah. snap a picture with me. Like, I think the thing that will resonate with me months down the road is just it seemed like they all kind of understood that this was a uh, cool moment for everybody that was there as well. And they, I think that they really took that to heart. And it just seemed really genuine. Yeah, I think 
I think the word surreal that you used is well done. And I think genuine, I love the word genuine. When you meet genuine people in life, those are usually the best people. Uh, for the most part, every well, I should say for the most part, that, that would indicate that some people that have come on the podcast are not. I would say this. The people that I've had on this podcast are all great friends of mine, important in my life, and they're all genuine. I don't like being around people that are. So I think that's a, a very good word. If you wanted to put it in one word, they were genuine. I think what's cool for me is, and I guess I can share this now because they've made a public appearance. And let, let's give some credit here to the Wahlberg people. They didn't advertise this hardly at all. The only reason I knew about it was it was twofold. One, the photos that were given out to everybody there for them to sign, we provided the photos. I saw that. I'm like, holy crap, Marvin's on here, Emeka, Kyle McCord. I'm like, something's going down this weekend. <laughs> but I, I think what was at least weird was they, they didn't advertise it. Not a lot of people knew about it. And when we got there, man, at the most, 30 people. Like this is, folks, this is Marvin Harrison Jr. For free, 30 people. I think the cool thing for me, and this is what I'll, I'll say, is when I shared my story that I got to go and witness and really listen to and be moved by Cam Babb's testimony at this church back in January, I mentioned that there were some football players there. Now, I think one was Reese Stocksdale. He said just, he was left right next to me. I was on the end seat at the church. Directly in front of me was Marvin Harrison Jr. And I, I think I remember omitting his name in the episode because that, that wasn't the point of the story. The point of the story was how much I was moved by Cam Babb and his testimony. And again, I'm on record saying at some point he's going to be a pastor. He's just he's that moving and he's that good of a Christian. But Marvin Harrison Jr. was there, sat directly in front of me. Emeka hmm. Abuka was there with his girlfriend. The thing that moved me about other than cam's story was the fact that he had i was I, I was sitting in the wide receiver room is what i said back in that episode he had teammates to come out and support him he meaning cam bab but those teammates were there not just to like make an appearance like they were on saturday they were there to support their teammate and I'm gonna, I think I can say this. I bet you all those guys that came are Christians. And I can say with certainty at least two of them are, and that would be three of them, excuse me. Abuka came not only with his girlfriend, but he came with his Bible that was huge. I mean, he's probably taking notes. He knew every song during the service. He was singing, he was moved by the the experience of the day. So cool for me to witness. Marvin Harrison Jr. I won't share all of it because I think some things are supposed to be personal, but let's just say he was very moved and touched and invested in the service and in Cam's story. And I, it's just cool to see that because for me, when I went to Ashland and I've told Dan Eisenhower, my buddy from Ashland, this, I always just assumed that athletes wanted nothing to do with church, faith, nothing. So when you see like my guy, Dan Eisenhower, who's 6'3", 250, he's probably more now because he lifts weights all the time. But when you see an athlete who cares just as much about his sports as he does about his faith, that's cool to me. And that's impactful. And I've never forgotten that about Dan. And I'll never forget that about Mecca and Marvin. And then here, Reese Stocksdale, not the, the big name receiver like the other two, sat right next to me. The uh, the other part, it was the way to battle. So Chris uh, Chris Martin and his wife were there, and they were sharing their story about their son. Reese Stocksdale 
had a 50 in his wallet and he gave it to to this family and their organization. I'm like, dude, that's cool. So I'm not mm. a big fan of the NIL stuff and these kids making millions of dollars. Uh, they deserve something. But I thought it was really cool to see a kid that probably doesn't have the NIL money that a Mecca, Buka, or Marvin Harrison that, that they have. He's given a 50. That was it was such a moving day. So I bring it back to here. I I told you some of that on Saturday. That's now two experiences that I've had with Abuka and Marvin Harrison, and they're genuine. And you're 100% right, Justin. And I, I think that's what I remember most is the fact that they make you and they make I, myself, and they make the other fans, they they make you feel good. And they they treat you well, for lack of a better word. They treat you with respect and they make you feel important for a couple seconds, although we're not. <laughs> I, it's all about how you make people feel. And that's what I'll remember is that they're genuine. Like when you when you run across people multiple times, maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they treat someone like a jerk and none of them. We were talking to Sonny Styles. Hey, we're a couple guys from Pickerington. Like, and he's like, hey, yeah, what what school? We're like, North. Sorry. You know, I know we suck. <laughs> Football's bad at North. We know we can't beat Central. He goes, well, my sister went to North. It was like the first year it opened. And like, that's when Justin and I were there. So I guess I graduated with her. I, I felt bad I didn't know that. And then you have a connection, like what we talked about, when you bring unique items to the event, it's another talking point. Like what you said, what did you say? I guess it's your story to tell what Marvin said about the photos we had for him to sign that we brought. What did he say? Yeah. So, you know, you printed out these eight by tens and I mean, they're uh, sick, I, by the way. They are. The, yeah. The pick, the, especially the photo of Marvin is just. It's so cool. And when I put it in front of him and he signs it and he was like, I don't know, something along the lines of like, this picture goes hard. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah. And like, I didn't know what to say because it was like, you printed the photo. I like, I really had nothing to do with it other than you just, you yeah. know, handed it to me. Yeah. But like, it was so cool. He was, he was just kind of caught off, like, just thought it was the coolest photo of him. And, you know, it, it does. It's a, it's a sweet picture. You and I are the only ones that have that photo. And to be honest with you, for maybe the end of time, that photo, and for free, some people might buy it down the road, or maybe he signs in the NFL. But the photo that we have, dude, it's one of two. You're one, yeah. I'm two. That, that's it. But I think the other cool thing was is just to see how not only the guys interact with the fans that are there, but how they interacted with each other. So when we circled back a second time, it's like the buffet line, and we needed a second helping of like mac and cheese. So we went back in there because I forgot to get photos with all of them. I'm like, damn it. Like, there's no one here. I, I'm not going to miss out on the opportunity. So we went back in to get photos with the guys. And I guess the guy who was in line for the first time, you know, like a normal person, uh, his name was Brad. And, but they they had the stipulation, at least for how they announced it was for Marvin, is they had to customize it to you. So it's like to Justin, Marvin Harrison. So you can't go out on like Facebook Marketplace or eBay and make money off of it. I hate that. When I get something, I keep it. The funny thing was this guy named Brad, they had to do two Brad, two Justin, two Matt. And they, again, props to all these guys. They want to make sure that they spell the name right. God forbid, you know, <laughs> God forbid they misspell your name because, you know, Kelly or Samantha can't spell her own name. But <laughs> Kyle McCord, by the way, and Marvin Harrison Jr., for those of you that don't know, we're high school teammates. So they've been around each other for a while. They have a camaraderie. They have the ability to make fun of each other, and it's not taken the wrong way. It's kind of like how me and Marcus are. I can 
you know, call Marcus, you know, too much, Mr. Too much. And he, he knows I'm screwing with him and there could be some truth to it. And he even admits to it. So the guy's like, I'm Brad. And McCord looks over to his right. which where Marvin was sitting. He goes, you know how to spell Brad? <laughs> and Emeka starts laughing his butt off. And, and then Emeka's like, B R like, they're both just joshing Marvin Harrison Jr. But I thought it was hilarious. Kyle McCord, I assume, is going to be the new starting quarterback for Ohio State. Is just giving the business to his friend, his high school and college teammate, and maybe the Heisman Trophy winner in 2023. He's like, hey, you know, you know how to spell Brad? <laughs> and Marvin took it and he laughed. It, it was cool to witness that, although Brad did take a while. I really needed to get those photos. But I thought that was memorable and cool. But I, I think you said it best, man. I, I hope it was fun for you. Um, I'm glad we didn't go to the other location that I mm. had no idea there was two because apparently JTT, Xavier Johnson, and Denzel Burke were there. And nothing against those guys, but if you say, you know, would you rather, would you rather go to location one with Emeka Buka, Marvin Harrison Jr., Kyle McCord, and Sonny Styles, or JTT, Xavier Johnson, and Denzel Burke? Ten times out of ten, again, nothing against those guys, but I'm going to to option A. But I found out later they were over there. I thought all seven were at one spot. And man, we would have we probably would have come on this podcast and had a totally different conversation. And it would have been, can you believe we went to the wrong location and got Denzel Burke <laughs> instead of Marvin Harrison? So we got really lucky, man. You asked, I think, when we were at Columbus Brewing Company in between my I can't believe that today just happened. Uh you asked if I had any like bad stories and I, I really don't. I, I think that's, I think maybe I'm very lucky because I always worry when you maybe go meet one of your idols or someone that you look up to or support and like, and like to root for, you always worry that they might let you down. I don't think I've had any of those, but didn't you say you do have one that just wasn't maybe like Saturday? Yeah. So I've actually got two. So, um, <laughs> so one you know, so this kind of ties in. So we're standing in line uh, when you and I were there on Saturday and the lady goes, you know, oh, she's on the phone. She's like, number six is here and <laughs> this guy is here. And I think I don't know who this guy is, but he's here. And we were just like, yeah. how, what? like, how do you not like these aren't practice squad players, right? <laughs> this is Marvin Harrison. This is Kyle McCord. Like yeah. these are big Ohio State names. So right. we were just like how so anyways every now and again i go down to the steelers training camp and uh -huh. they'll sometimes they stick around afterwards or they'll sign autographs on the way down to practice or whatnot well this practice squad player reserve trying barely trying to make the team is walking up the ramp we're all standing there and he's walking up and people are like you know oh sign sign for me sign for me and he's walking up. Nobody knows who this guy is. And he's like, if you can tell me my name, I'll sign an autograph for you. Nobody knew. So oh. he didn't sign, sign any autographs. He walked all the way up without anybody knowing who he was. He no, kind of screwed himself, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, if that's Marvin Harrison out there, okay, right? Oh, like, yeah. you should know. But like, this guy, come on now. By the way, so it, I, I just find it funny when people are cocky and then it bites them in the ass. Yes. It's like, Dude, you just set your own self up to be embarrassed. 
like, if you can tell me my name, I'll sign an autograph. Right. And no one knew his name. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Do you know his name now? Do you have any idea what his name is? No, I I looked it oh. up at that time, but mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was. He didn't make the team. I mean, and I know. I mean, I'm diehard Steelers fan. I know yeah. the roster up and down, and I didn't know who he was. So, oh my can God. you imagine what he gets what... in the locker room and he's just like, wow, okay, well, nobody knew who I was out there. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. I wonder <laughs> what he's doing now. You know, like, they go back to, like, like where are they now segments, like 11 <laughs> Warriors. Like, what is Scott McMullen doing these days? And he's, like, working at – he's, like, a high-end guy or high-up guy at, like, Chase Bank. This guy might work at Wahlberg Chevrolet. We don't know. He but we wouldn't there. know because we don't know his name. That's hilarious. <laughs> he set himself up to just be humiliated. <laughs> he had to feel like crap walking into oh the locker room. Like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's He probably made the Browns starting starting secondary. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. You, so you have, to, to be honest, though, that's kind of a, a kind of a jerky move, but at the same time, it it I think that's hilarious because no one. <laughs> yeah. Do you have you said you have another one though that that was kind of bad? Yeah. So when I was in high school, Steelers had a fan fest basically, uh-huh. and during the draft, they had players there to sign autographs for you. Ran all over the stadium to these different stations to get autographs and whatnot. So. This was before James Harrison was the bigger name that he was and had a lot of the uh, a lot of the accolades that he ended up getting in Pittsburgh. So I had gone to I was probably early high school. So, you know, still a kid looking up to these guys. Right. And get up to the table. So I had been to a Steelers game. It was a year or two before that in Cleveland. Uh, they had a dude run on the field in the middle of the game and he ran over towards the sideline. James Harrison picks him up, body slams him backwards onto the ground. And then security runs over and gets this guy. Greatest thing I've seen in the sporting event, by the way. And so I get up to him and I'm like, Oh, James Harrison is here. Like I saw him tackle this dude. I'm going to tell him like, this was the coolest moment, whatever. So I get up there tell him my story. I was at that game. That was awesome. Like, it was so cool to see you, you know, just slam this Browns fan. You know, I hate the Browns, all this stuff. Right. And he's just like, "Uh okay. Signs his little thing and passes it to the next guy. Oh, wow. Ever since then, it's like, yeah, obviously I root for him when he played for us. You know, you want him to do well. You want the team to do well. But there's a little part of you inside that's just like, you know, you were you were here to sign autographs for people and you acted like a real jerk to a kid. Like, it just, it left a real sour taste in my mouth for James Harrison. And I haven't been able to look at him the same way since. Yeah, and, and that's what sucks, man. And I feel bad that happened to you because I you to the Steelers is like me to Ohio State. <laughs> and... I think, and, and maybe that's just part of it, but like every time that, and I've, you've seen my basement, I've been to a few of these. There's always that worry that you're going to have an experience like you with James Harrison. And you're, we're not going to forget Saturday with Marvin Harrison and Emeka Buka, but we won't forget it for the good. I think it sucks that for a guy that you probably maybe idolized in a way, you can't look at him the same way because of, again, it comes down to how you treat people and how you make them feel. We talked about Saturday bringing in unique items so they can kind of have that reaction. It kind of breaks the ice a little bit. And 
I think it's cool that you had the moment because I've had those moments before. So I thought it was cool that you got to have that story with Marvin. But in a weird way, that connected the two of you and you have that story the rest of your life. That That's what I love about that stuff. But there's always the other side of the coin where something like that happens, where that's a cool story. It's not like, hey, I, I met your dad at Wendy's. We got a frosty. That sucks, man. And that's I guess that's always the risk you take. And and I guess it's nice that I'm surprised with how many autographs that I have and all these guys that I've met that I don't have one of those stories. But I do think that sucks that you had one of those. I, he probably still, in your eyes, is probably better than Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I hope. I hope not. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's safe to say. <laughs> the the thing that the thing that bugs me, and maybe now it's because I haven't had any of those experiences. The thing that bugs me is what you brought up about the lady that was on the phone. Hey, number six is here. Like, ma'am, why are you here if you don't know who number six is? Let's just let me just put it out there. And I'm going to be honest. There were four guys there at the location. We were at least positioned. Sonny Styles, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Abuka are African-American. Kyle McCord is white. And we're sitting there and like, how does she know what number he is when she doesn't know who he is? And then I remembered that the photos that we provided, they have photos of them and their jerseys and doing stuff. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's the only white guy. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, yeah, process of elimination. We got to give her a little. She does have something upstairs. It just, the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. Is what we're saying. <laughs> but what bugs me about those is you hear people that are there just to, just to show up. Like, hey, someone is signing. We may as well go. For you and I, it was like, dude, we get to meet Marvin Harrison Jr., the guy that makes once a game a catch that no one's ever seen before. I'm with you, man. Like, why is the lady behind us on the phone? Like, oh, the, these guys are here. Number six is here. Ma'am, like like the guy at training camp, ma'am, I'll give you 10 bucks <laughs> if you tell me his name right now. She had no idea. Like, I want to know if she was moved and had such a good day the way we did. You can dumb this down to say that my hobby is just basically people signing their name on paper. <laughs> if you really want to dumb it down, she went to Mark Wahlberg Chevrolet to have a person sign their name on a piece of paper. That's what you did with your Saturday? That, that's weird to me. For you and I, I've already got them in frames and on the wall. I had it done by 4 o'clock. But it does suck for you, man. I, I feel really bad that that you had that experience with James Harrison. Now you you can, if I'm wrong, you can tell me. I've already probably been wrong about hepatitis. Is James Harrison in the Hall of Fame? No. Do you know? If he makes the Hall of Fame, do you know how you would react? Would you be like, nah, or like, hey, good for him, or screw that guy? Where would you fall in the range of emotions if he does make the Hall of Fame? I mean, yeah, it's definitely not been as bad as time has passed i mean you know when he had the big interception in the super bowl i was cheering for that i was pumped for that yep that was a great moment it's for your team um absolutely but you know there's just that little piece of you that's like dang he was a dick kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) you know but like yeah i you know i i respect his career i respect what he's done for the steelers and i you know it's just as a person, you just have that little thing that brings them down. I'm not going to 
dump on him if he makes the Hall of Fame, dump on if he makes the Steelers Hall of Fame, any of that. Like, I'll be happy for him, but there's just that little bit. I I think that that speaks to what a fan is. I, I think at the end of the day, I think that meant something to you because it helped your team. And was did they win that game? I, I believe yeah. they did. It was Arizona, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. You care at the end of the day if your team wins. And you're like, hey, yeah, he's kind of a jerk to me, but I'm really glad he made that pick six so we can <laughs> win the Super Bowl. And I think that kind of like overshadows him being a jerk. Some. But you're not going to forget that. And I think that's what sucks. And for guys like C.J. Stroud who have the the blemish on the other side of the scorecard, I think it makes it a little bit easier to be like, he is a good guy, and I'm I'm glad he's a good kid. I wish he could be Michigan, but at least we have good memories when we met him. I don't know. What would you rather have? Would you rather have James Harrison be nice, and maybe they lose the Super Bowl, or would you rather meet C.J. Stroud? He's the greatest kid ever, but he went 0-2 against Michigan. If you're asking me, I want both, but I'm greedy. I guess we can end it by saying this. At least you know who James Harrison is because the other guy, he's probably working somewhere and no one even knows he played professional football. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's unbelievable. If you can tell me my name, I'll sign an autograph. (laughs) Crickets. So there's a lot of new things that have happened since at least the last episode with my buddy Joe. Uh, one, I have better internet. The AT&T people, although like they really like to bend me over every month when it comes to my bill. I got this new fiber internet, lightning fast. It's like Ted Ginn on a punt return. Two, I've already told you my neck is in just throbbing pain. So if anyone has any drugs, just send me a text. Another thing is we're sitting at Columbus Brewing Company just waiting on these burgers. And Justin said, dude, the burgers here are excellent. So I immediately thought like this burger is like the large pep at grapevine. Mm-hmm. And you did not overhype that. That burger made me think this, this might be the best burger ever. It was delicious. So if you guys want to have a really good burger and some good beers, they had to golf on TV, go to Columbus Brewing Company. But another thing that's new is I'm now because I, I think I'm a hopeless romantic, but I'm starting to think I'm just hopeless. I've now gone against my better judgment, and I'm on not only Bumble, which I said I'd never do, so maybe I'm a hypocrite, but I'm also on Hinge. But Justin and I had this discussion, and I felt bad, Justin, because I I didn't remember, maybe didn't know, how you and Hannah met. And you said that you met on which app? That'd be Tinder can't believe that you were one of now two people that I know that it actually worked for the right (laughs) reasons. So I'll let you tell the story because I thought it was funny on, on multiple levels of this. Tinder is usually the hookup app, but I think you said that you guys had it before it maybe had that connotation and that whole vibe around it. But you want to share the story about obviously maybe that you met on Tinder, but what you kind of had to do to kind of keep that tight to the vest for a while. Yeah, so we met on Tinder, and it was in the earlier days of it. So it was still the, I think, considered the hookup app, but not to the extent that it is today. Yeah, You know, I haven't been on it in 
seven years or however long we've been together but yeah, i hope you're it, not still on it that would be awful <laughs> yeah that'd be terrible <laughs> what'd you do this weekend justin oh i went to meet marvin then i was swiping right on tinder <laughs> as a married man actually some people might be up for that on tinder who knows <laughs> i wouldn't be here today if that was happening <laughs> yeah. i would have been dead so it was earlier on so i feel like now it's like that's just the app that you just so hey I'm trying to get laid, right? And (laughs) then it wasn't one step below OnlyFans is pretty much (laughs) right. Right. (laughs) So, anyways, so we met on Tinder. Uh, It was funny. Like shortly before her and I matched on Tinder, uh, I don't know what what caused it, but something she was talking to her parents, and they were talking about dating apps, and her dad passing mentioned tinder and said something about like oh tinder's the hookup bang bang app (laughs) which in itself is just a hilarious way to describe it but so then we met on tinder and so you know we get to dating she introduces me to them and it's like we got to keep this on the down low of how we met and so it was like she was like i don't want my parents to like think of that we were just getting together to like hook up because that's not what we were doing but right it's like i can't have that connotation so we we made up a story uh, based basically based around our first date but kind of doctored it up a little bit and said that so we went to bodega which is downtown in short north um for our first date and so we just ended up telling them that Oh, we met at Bodega. I bought her a drink at the bar. Da 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 da. Which, if you know me, that's never going to happen. I'm not approaching someone like that. So <laughs> we both discussed that when we saw the one girl that came in dressed like in a like a shower curtain and cowgirl <laughs> boots. And I told you, I'm like, I think she's here alone. I'm like, go talk to her. I'm like, what the hell am I going to say? I don't have any balls. They've been shipped to Cooper's Down long ago. I got nothing <laughs> to offer. And you're like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> So, yeah, so for the longest time, we ran with uh, (laughs) that we met at the bar, I bought our drink, we exchanged phone numbers, and then ended up going out again after that. So that was the story that we stuck to for the longest time until pretty close to we were getting married. And then it was like, yeah, we should probably spill the beans on the real story here. (laughs) So hopefully, as a good radio person that I maybe was, it's all about follow-up questions and listening. So my first question is, how long of a time period was it before you, the two of you, revealed the true foundation of where and how you guys met? How how long did that take to reveal? That would have been about three years that we kept that under wraps. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are great liars. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't fault you for that. I It's weird. And it sucks that that's become that connotation and, and that reputation. And I also think it's commendable for you guys to want to let people know, especially family members, that you guys are doing it for the right reasons. And that just happened to be the medium. My second question is, when you guys revealed the the true story, if you will, what was the reaction of her parents? Maybe, maybe more so the father, because he already had the thought of this is just the bang, bang <laughs> that's amazing yeah no it was definitely more just like oh yeah you know we've known you for three years now you're yeah marrying our daughter like it it's all good why did but why did you guys like come up with this 
elaborate story to like avoid it. That's awesome, man. I I think it's great that you guys met and it worked on Tinder, but I think the best part is the fact that you guys held it and kept it secret for three years. That's that's almost a presidency term. That's that's incredible. I do have a quick question for you. If you know this answer, I'll be very happy. What in the hell is threads? Because I have a Facebook. I've had it since I got to college. I got a Twitter after I got my radio and my TV job. What the hell is threads? And should I get one? Uh, I think it's the Facebook version of Twitter. I thought like, Twitter was from... the Facebook version of Twitter. Yeah. Well, it's the Zuckerberg version of Twitter. Okay. Now, I believe a lot of people that know me know that I'm very, I'm a laggard. I, I'm not, oh, the new iPhone's out. I got to go get it. I I wait and I, I get a better deal. So I probably won't get that to like 2027. There's no way in hell. Like I have, I have no idea what that's going to add to my life. Like, so if you guys are wondering like, hey, podcast is decent. Why don't you have a thread? I don't need a thread. I don't know what thread is. What I know of thread is thread count in sheets, which again, I don't really know what that means, but the higher the number, the better it is. And threads, like that's how some people talk about their clothes, right? Like, man, that's nice threads, right? A- am I off on that? Like the hepatitis thing? No, you're right. You're right. Okay. That's all I know. So when I see like, I'm on threads, come and follow me. I'm like, what <laughs> the hell is threads? So it's like you said, Facebook's version of Twitter. Okay. Correct. But you know, I'm I'm 35 years old. I don't need to be adding another social no, media no. website to my I'm on Twitter enough as it is, and I yeah. pretty much just use it for sports news at this point. But yeah, I'm with you. Um there's no need. <laughs> I would like to circle one thing back. Were you able to ever listen to the episode where uh, my guy Shep and I did like a draft of our top funny college football names did you get to listen to that episode yeah i did we're gonna circle this back i know we talked a little bit of college football and just a little bit of sports we were kind of toeing the line of sports but we've got the college football all name team for 2023 college football right now it's getting close you know they're having all these preseason accolades like first team all conference first team all american heisman front runner that's not important to me we have to give uh, another shout out to my guy, George, who sent this to me. It's full offense, full defense. Some of these names we've we've brought up. My guy, Shep, and I drafted. Like, <laughs> we remember our guy, Fat Watts. So he, <laughs> he comes back. Derealist Clark, I think, is a new one. But we do remember DeColdest Crawford. Um, I remember Fish McWilliams. Shitta Salah was one of my underrated draft choices. I love that name. Storm Duck. So that's just to remember and kind of let people reflect back. But we're going to go offense and defense. We're going to go through everybody. First team, all college football name for 2023. Quarterback is General Booty. I think Shep (laughs) drafted him number one overall. (laughs) He's back. This is a fantastic name, and he's got to be great. He plays at Colorado now for for primetime. His first name is Cavassier, and his last name is Smoke. I would like to hang out with that guy for a day. He seems like a cool dude. <laughs> Cavassier Smoke. Awesome name. At the wide, wide receiver position, Dakotas Crawford and Derealist Clark. We already talked about Fat Watts. He's a fullback, by the way. This is a great name. Tight end, Florida International, Rowdy Beers. 
rowdy <laughs> beers. I'm not drinking one today because of my neck. I'm afraid the alcohol might kill me. But rowdy beers is the number one tight end in the country. At OU, your your school, Justin, might be one. <laughs> might be one know, of the best names. I know ever. this one. You know that. Would you like to reveal it since you're the Bobcat? Reveal the name. At offensive line, Parker Titsworth, number sixty nine. Is it really? You got to be kidding <laughs> yes. me! Oh, that's, that's amazing! I'm going to get a jersey. His, <laughs> that's better than uh, future motorboaters. <laughs> he it, Parker Titsworth, and his number is sixty nine. Oh, he I is. love that kid. I so Rowdy Beers, he's out. I I don't want to hang out with Cavassier Smoke anymore. <laughs> I think the guy with maybe we should hang out with his parents. Maybe maybe he doesn't have a personality. His parents. I want to hang out. I want to let's go to an OU game in the fall, and we need to find Parker Titsworth's parents and just buy him a drink. I bet they're hilarious. And he wears sixty nine. That's that's amazing. Uh, and I like how you did that, like a starting lineup, like at forward. That was that was well done. <laughs> Um, other offensive linemen, Jaden Muskrat, not the best. Panda Askew, by the way, there's a big thunderclap outside. This is going to be great. Uh, Panda Askew, Tiger Shanks. That's incredible. <laughs> that's great. As a golfer, that's that's like the only swear word I don't use. But Tiger <laughs> Shanks, that's like an oxymoron. Another offensive lineman is Dodger Saucer. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and then this one's not that funny but it does make the list at kicker colton boomer which maybe he's got a good leg so that might fit him but i think are we in agreement that the best name on the offensive side of the football is parker titsworth oh yeah that's that's <laughs> I mean, number one <laughs> that's not going to be beaten no. i think cavassier smoke is probably my silver medalist and I do like Tiger Shanks as, as a bronze medal winner just because I'm a golfer. Let's go to defense. We already talked about Fish McWilliams, Shitta Salaw, and oh, we did mention last year Kool-Aid McKinstry. He's on defense. Storm Duck is on defense. But we do have some new ones. So we're going to lead off here. He's a D lineman. <laughs> His name is Octavius Oxendide. <laughs> I got to get back into radio, man. I got to I got to say some of these names professionally and not and try not to laugh. Like, can you imagine like number 58 on the tackle are Octavius Oxendide. Uh, Shit us a law. He goes to Boston College, by the way. At Nebraska, we've got a linebacker by the name of Chief Borders. Decent. Not great. Uh, some people might be offended by the name Chief, which uh, just screw yourself. Um, at Duke, we've got this is a this is a good one. Like we we should pick a, a best name on defense. This is up there. Memorable factor. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> That's a good one. He's a linebacker at Duke. Wow. Um, and, and this one's pretty damn good too. <laughs> He's also a linebacker at Utsa, UTSA, Pig Cage. <laughs> That's the guy's name. <laughs> Pig Cage. <laughs> Maybe he came from a farm family. I don't know. Oh, my God. I, I think I'm going to save this one for last because I think this might take the cake. Actually, no, I'm going to say it now to see if the other ones don't stack up. This this guy is a defensive back. And frankly, it might be at North Texas. I frankly don't know this logo. I apologize. His first name is spelled M-O-H. So Mo. 
Mo. His last name is Billity. <laughs> Mo Billity. <laughs> that is awesome. I I got to be honest, man. I think that holds for the rest of these names. Actually, I take that back. There, there, there. <laughs> this next one, we already talked about Storm Duck. I, I think that's had its day. There's a defensive back at LSU. He might know seven banks. This guy's name is Major Burns. <laughs> oh, my God. Major Burns. I mean, if you eat a lot of Cajun food, it could burn after a while. His name is Major Burns. And we this this one doesn't stack up, I don't think, but it is a good name. Dude Person. <laughs> Not to be confused with Dude Perfect. Dude Person. And I think they, they just needed to pick a punter. And I feel bad for this guy. He's probably a great guy. He goes to Syracuse. Maybe he's in radio and TV. Max von Marburg. That's not even hmm. funny. That just sounds like someone's name. That sounds like Cliff Smith after these. So I, I we we probably need to come up with one like in agreement for like I don't think any of those names beat Parker Titsworth, especially because his number is 69 and he goes to OU. But do you have one that stands out as like the best on defense? There's a couple really good ones. I like Octavius. Whatever his last name, you like was. Octavius Oxen died. That sounds like I a, like that one, like a thing to clean clothes with. Like, yeah. oh crap, I I forgot tied, so I guess we'll use the Octavius Oxen died. <laughs> Memorable factor is really good, but it doesn't make me laugh. I like roll. It doesn't make me raffle. Um, Pig Cage is really good. Major Burns is funny. I would have to say mobility is awesome because it's very creative. And as a defensive back, you, you kind of have to have mobility. But there's some good ones, man. What do you think? Is it between Octavius Oxendide and, and mobility? We laugh pretty. Holy crap. It is definitely storming here on a Monday. Um, I saw that light up your entire room. Yeah, I could turn these lights off. Pig cage is pretty good. I'm going to vote for mobility. Do you like what well, we let's say we can agree to disagree on defense because we know no one's beaten Parker. We know Mr. Titsworth is taking this all the way to the bank. Is that what we're Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. That's yeah. incredible, man. Parker Titsworth. Um, he gets it. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. And if nothing else, give him the uh, what's the award called for the best offensive lineman in the country? The uh, center is the Remington Award. Just give him the best offensive lineman in the country. And frankly, Ohio State missed out because they needed to recruit Mr. Titsworth. That's that's <laughs> incredible. God bless Parker Titsworth. Um, I've also got this one thing. I'm all about value. All about value. We got a great value on Saturday. Free. But I'm also a big fan of guys like Chase Daniel. And now in the NBA, I'm a huge fan because of his value and how he gets the most for his money in Udonis Haslam. I think we need to broaden this scope a little, and we also need to talk about movies, actors, actresses, people in, in the limelight in terms of Hollywood. And I think we have a guy that's up there with my guy Chase Daniel and Udonis Haslam, and it's one by the name of Owen Wilson. Not to be confused with Wilson from Home Improvement, Owen Wilson. I found this today, and I thought this was pretty interesting. Owen Mil or Owen Wilson, him too. Owen Wilson has made around $217,838,000 from his movies. He's got some good ones. Wedding Crashers, the first one that comes to mind. 
Definitely. He averages, listen to this. This is, if you like stats, folks, and I do, these are good stats. He averages around 3,500 words per movie, and he has 47 movies, they say. This was on Twitter. It wasn't on threads. It was on men's humor. They say that's about $1,324 per word. Wow. Pretty damn good. Wow, the word wow, an exclamatory word, was 102 of those words. So what they say to us when they break it all down, every time Owen Wilson uses the word wow in a movie, he makes over $135,000. I love Chase Daniel. I love Yadonis Haslam. But Owen Wilson has now put his name in the running for maybe one of the most geniuses of all time when it comes to making money. Every time you use the word wow, 135K. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. I think he also, wasn't he the motorboat and son of a bitch in Wedding Crashers? Yeah. So look at that. We tied it there all we together. Go. That's beautiful. Oh, we I do have to circle back really quick. Last thing. We're not doing a, a brew crawl this week because, frankly, I came home on a Monday and I laid down on my heating pad to just try to heat my neck back to health. But we're talking about the dating apps. We're talking about the tender success story that Justin had and the fact that he had to keep it secret for, for three years, which is incredible. Well done. I started to think when I got this these dating apps, both Bumble and Hinge, I'm trying to figure out like if it works out with this person. It'd be like my Hannah, if, if you will. I'm trying to think when that day comes, and it's going to be a while. I mean, at first, I got to get my neck healed. But... I don't know what I'm going to or we're going to ask for at like the bridal showers. Like, did you guys have a, a shower to like get all this crap for your kitchen and house and nothing that you'll use? You didn't probably get a TV. You probably got like linens, sheets, or well, I guess sheets are linens, towels. Well, I guess sheets and towels are all linens. Who knows? But did you have one or a couple of those? We did. And we did not put those like blenders that you're going to use one time and right. never use them but i mean we had our fair share of towels and what was the what was the though. most unique or coolest thing that you put on your registry that you ended up getting whether at the wedding or for the showers was it something like dude i really want this and i want someone else to buy it for me let's put crap on there that we want but we don't want to pay for <laughs> that's what it is yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much ours I think we asked a lot for money so we could go to Jamaica for our honeymoon. I'm I'm a full I'm make it practical. That. Yeah. I I've thought about this for a while and I've added to this list as they come into my mind. I'm afraid it's going to be when I'm really old when this happens and I'm going to have everything. I don't make a lot of food at home. I don't have any groceries in the house at this point. At this very moment, no groceries. So, I've come up with a list of things that I slash maybe we would ask at our bridal shower. When the day hopefully comes, I got a whole list. First, canes, not the chicken thing you walk with. Canes, super poly grip, keep your teeth in, just for men, a new hip. And I would also maybe add to this also maybe a new neck. Um, Life alert would be nice just in case you fall and maybe the spouse that's agreed to marry me isn't home. Life alert would be very helpful. Andy Griffith on VHS. I think we should get a couple of those. And also a VHS player. 
cassette tapes of Billy Ray Cyrus and Kenny Rogers. I think those would go a long way. Certificates or gift cards for burial plots. <laughs> Cremation applications. Food puree kit. And last but not least, so we can still consummate the marriage, Viagra. That's my <laughs> list. <laughs> can you imagine like if someone's registry <laughs> was just cash? like cash bitches and that's it like, <laughs> nothing else that's all i want i want the cheddar baby that would be hilarious <laughs> but yeah i'm glad you guys didn't put any of that in yours and i'm glad you guys got married early enough to not have to ask for viagra <laughs> or hems so that's good any last thoughts any uh any other reflections i i i think the theme of the day is genuine and titsworth i think that's what <laughs> we're going with today two fantastic themes right there either way uh, I'm glad that we could have that experience together for Marvin Harrison Jr. to Emeka to Kyle McCord and, and Sonny Styles. Just you couldn't probably get four better kids. They're the nicest guys. Genuine, as Justin said, have you gotten frames? You get put them on the wall yet? I know I got you the Heinz Ward photo and you got that up pretty quick. Have you gotten some frames and you at least know where you're going to put these things? Yeah, I, I know where I'm going to put them. They're going to go in here in the office. I have not went and got frames yet because we have a couple other things that we want to frame as well. So we're just going to get them all at once. But um, they're sitting here still secured in the plastic and not going to be touched until they're pulled out to go into said frame. So there you go, man. Well, I'm glad we could do that. Thanks for uh, taking me over to the Columbus Brewing Company. Thanks to those guys for making a great burger. Top shelf stuff. And I got to be honest, I don't want to cut you short, but. Uh, there was a lightning strike just outside a second ago, and I heard the static in my headphones. So I don't know if that's good or bad. It could be terrible. It might take out my headphones, but it might help my neck. So I think we're going to cut it a little short here. I'm going to wish you well. And if I happen to go out tonight and the lightning takes me out, uh, you can have the rest of my Marvin stuff. You're, <laughs> it's on the record, so it's all yours, Justin. So help yourself. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. Thanks to my company today. For my co-host, Justin Heilman, I'm Matt Brubaker. The soundtrack for the show is brought to you by PremiumBeats.com. Please like, subscribe, and follow me on the Twitter machine, personal at MattBrew3, the show at Brew & Company. Thanks so much for listening, and remember, life isn't about the people you meet, but about the company you keep. Until next payday, cheers. Cheers.